So you have a sense of the message of non-duality, which is uh, yeah, really nothing. But uh, I'd say the point is being ourselves reality. Yet there's no chanting of that. There's no contemplating that. It's just let it in. Yeah, you don't have to you know, get a crutch for it, or build a foundation and put it in, just let it in and then see what it reveals to you. And it's not going to reveal anything about being ourselves reality. It's going to reveal about what we're not. A lot of the activities that we assume we're either doing them or whether, you know, they're our attributes, whatever, start getting questioned. And it's a seamless direction which is not two, yeah? It doesn't veer into uh, one, it's just not two, because you are the one that you would attempt to target, yeah? You are that already. So that's the assumption, the premise, is you are what you're looking for. So, and there's lots of ways of looking for it, talking about it, doing this and doing that. So if you are what you're talking about, what's gonna diminish is a lot of talking about it or trying to describe it. Yeah, it's like I am infinite light or I'm tiptoeing on the event horizon with the void. You know, you just, you go away from that and you just start seeing the activities that are going on now. And uh, with these new pair of glasses, the same activities reveal a lot more different information. Yeah, and those activities, instead of being used to reinforce the idea of what you're not, they'll be used to see through those ideas of what you're not. Yeah, it's the same, same activity. That doesn't have to change, yeah. How it's received or how it's collated or how it's digested or what it's made into yeah, through going, sifting through an understanding is the dilemma in a way, because most of the stuff that we notice is being used to imply you're the one, yes? Either you're the one that's noticing it and usually you're the one that's doing it and you didn't know you were doing it, now you know what you're doing it and then you think that's gonna have some effect of changing it and then it doesn't change it and you get fucking frustrated and then you end up like a professor of holes, but you find yourself in the holes and on and on and on and on and on. This is seeing all of that as what you're not, yeah? And therefore, as soon as you see it as what you're not, you lose interest in the steps that come after that, which is reinforcing and more reinforcing, and you would call it an obsession with self, yes? So now your panoramic view gets sort of into this one idea that it's all about you and you go into like a wonderland. It's not much of a wonder, but it's like Alice or Paul in wonderland, yeah? Yeah, and while you're in wonderland, there doesn't seem to be any way back. And the beautiful message here is you're not in wonderland. So you don't have to try to escape wonderland. You're not in wonderland. It's an activity that's going on. It's you're not in there. You've never left, the sky has never left its position as sky. Yeah. Doesn't matter how many clouds are there, or how many planes or the blue angels or whatever, 
It doesn't matter. They're going to come and go, and the sky is always there. Yes, always there. It never loses any of itself by allowing all this other shit to appear. Yeah, so this is the assumption the head has. The head has, if there's a mental movement, it's you that moves, yeah. If the mental state comes up with an idea, you're disconnected, yeah. As soon as you hook up the you to it, it becomes like a fucking caravan, yes. So disconnected, then you call your friends and they're disconnected. And then let's do something that connected. Come on, let's jump off a bridge with a bungee cord and shit like, ah, I'm alive. Yeah. This is that, yeah. But the premise was you were in a condition or you were the condition that you wanted to get out of, which isn't true, yeah. So this, this escape here is based on the great wisdom of no escape, yeah. The great wisdom of no escape. Now, some people read that as you're imprisoned and there's no way to get out, but I believe there's no escape because you're not in. Yeah, that's the great wisdom. If you heard this in, in the prison, you feel you're in, and you heard it, the great wisdom is no escape, that would fucking suck if you felt about your prison. Yeah, it would be, hey, that's the way that they're deballing me. You know what I mean? I'm just gonna accept this shit. Fuck no. Yeah, but the fact is, if you had seen you're not that which is in the prison, it would make complete sense. The great wisdom of no escape is you don't attempt to escape from an imaginary place. Yeah. Once, once, once you start stop rattling the bars, then the bars may not be bars. Yeah, yeah it's that simple. But how are you going to know that if you keep rattling the bars or you keep identifying with the rattling of the bars? It's almost as if you keep feeding the vices that have failed you. Yeah, you keep putting that crane down into the, you know, the pool of toy animals and you can't seem to get the rabbit because it doesn't, yes, it's not... The game isn't set up for you to win. <laughs> the crane looks like it should be able to pick up anything, but there's a certain built-in fault in it where it can't grab. <laughs> this is what happens. We believe I can know the truth. No, you can't. Yeah, I can get this message. No, you can't. I can have it and cultivate it and expand it. No, you can't. Yeah, it's sort of like that crane thing. No matter how many times you defeat, you keep putting a quarter in and you, I'm going to get that rabbit. You don't realize the game's rigged. The crane isn't supposed to pick up the rabbit. Very rarely it does, which promotes more addiction to the hope that it can get the rabbit again. <laughs> That's right, exactly. Because as soon as you say, I'm having the epiphany, the epiphany stops, seemingly. As soon as there's the claiming, then I'm the crane getting the rabbit, then the crane lets go. <laughs> how, many, how much trying to succeed living from a failed system, what can how that how can that be successful by showing you it's failed? There's no you, but a showing of a failedness. So the mind gets it, yeah. And then that tributary of putting the quarter in and dropping the crane in and getting frustrated and shit like that. And then having memories. I saw someone get the rabbit. I read a book where he said they got the rabbit all the time. Something's wrong with me. It's the fucking crane. So when you see 
I remember when I was young and I had, a, I was with the first invitation to quote unquote spirituality was with a guru from India. I was like 19 years old. And uh, he was presented as the Lord of the universe. And I felt like I didn't like the Lord of the universe. That made me feel really bad <laughs> about Paul because who wouldn't like the Lord of the universe? I mean, it's not a good look. So years went on and I couldn't leave because I felt who leaves the Lord of the universe? I couldn't stay because I wasn't getting into it. I was in like that class song. Should I stay or should I go? There's like no escape. And then the only way I could get relief was getting loaded again. Getting high gave me permission to fucking leave. Then I got run over by the car. And then in the hospital, I went into these dream states where I saw videos that were never released of this guru. Tons of them. Yeah. Just tons of videos of the guru. And I learned I could fly and I could fly through people. And I decided I was going to fly down to Florida where he lived and go to a meeting that he was having with all the followers who had kids because he had kids. And I flew around the room and I landed on the little die that he was on with his kids. And I looked at him with like all the sincerity in the world. All the, and, and he says, you're too fucking complicated to get it. Basically, <laughs> it was like, it was like the crane. The crane just crumbled. It was like, what? What about the raft? It's just, it hit me like such a fucking huge impact. And then I came to, and I was back in the hospital bed. And then a different part of the story goes on. But it was just, it really never left me. Because he was just, he was just stating a fact. Yeah. What I was taking myself to be was never going to get it because I am it. I didn't see it that way. So I was super disappointed. Yes. And I just wanted to say, fuck it and get loaded. Yeah. But I was already at the effects of getting loaded, laying in that hospital bed. It was hard to get, it was hard to call my dealer from the fucking intensive care ward. <laughs> Can I use the phone? No, no. <laughs> so, so this whole message is really a great disarming if you hear it. Yeah. Not that you hear it, if there's a hearing of it. It can be very disarming. Yeah? And then all that weight you've been carrying can be put down. It's like that story about the guy in India who he's got a huge, huge bushel on his head and he's got a walk, he believes, to, let's say Bangalore. Bangalore. And he knows it's going to be hours of fucking heat and heaviness. So the only thing that can get him going is the hope that it will be so much better when I arrive at Bangalore, I can take this fucking bag off my head and put it down. Someone sees him and says, hey, there's a train that leaves for Bangalore like every hour. You could take the train, it wouldn't be all these hours of incredible heaviness. You could just enjoy the ride. You're gonna get to the destination with the bushel and yeah. And so the guy goes to the train station, walks on the train. Now the guy who gave him the message has had some bad experiences of the people who sort of heard the message. So he goes to the train and goes in there and sees the guy on the train, but still holding the bag on his head, this super heavy weight. And he says, bro, you can put it down. The train is going to take both of you. <laughs> yeah. So this is sort of like the message. It's sort of, you don't know how much 
weight there is until it's put down. And you don't put it down. The hope of putting it down and failing is another weight that we're holding. Yeah? It's just a recognition. And suddenly you see the train and the, the clear response to being on the train is putting the bag down. So in this case, you're already at the station you'd like to arrive at. So all the baggage is quite unnecessary. Yes. All that you thought you needed to arrive at the station gets negated when you realize you're at the station. Yeah, you don't need the shit that was going to prepare you for your arrival at the station because you're there. You don't have to call up the Uber. You're here. Yeah. And so there's a very sense of a disarming. And basically now when the head wants to pick up the weight, you see it as not you. Because when, after it picks up the weight, you may want to see it as not you, but as that you. See, so you get stuck in the desire to get out of something that you already believe you're in. Yes, that is not the great wisdom of no escape. That's the secondary like suffering that gets produced by taking yourself to be the person who has the weight. And then taking yourself to be the person who wants to lose that weight, which is another weight. Yeah. It's a, not about putting the weight down. It's about seeing you're not the person. Yeah. So that's why I like the idea of non-duality that I didn't come up with it. I mean, it was the name I got introduced to when I was searching around non-duality. And so non means not, duality means two. And you read like the godfather of non-duality, Ramana Maharshi, and he says, what's the greatest mystery? Being ourselves reality. Reality, obviously, AKA us, wanting to attain reality. How would that look? Yeah, how would it look? Like he says, the spiritual practices themselves are reinforcing the non-existent thing, or let's say reinforcing the, the unreality, how are they going to destroy it? Yeah. They're not there to do it. The head has claimed them already and it's using them to reinforce that which you have a story about destroying. Yeah. Who knows that until you know it? Yeah. Usually you have to have the sense of doing something then you get this, when you hear that it could possibly be wrong, that's when it rings, yeah? because you recognize it. Finally, after all the blaming you or the teacher or shit like that, or I should have kissed that foot longer or stayed in India longer, I should have surrendered my Toyota and everything, and that little money I put aside, <laughs> given everything, I withheld myself, and now look at it. No, yeah. <laughs> that's not the case. It's a simple, simple message. The message is that feeling of being before is an activity that's made after. Yeah. So the head in time makes through an activity, makes something that is after that is implied to be before. Is it before? No. It says, hey, bathroom that way, bathroom. Oh, another chair. Oh, it's all right. Yes. Yes. Her, her tanning moment is over. Yes. You saved her from a lot of excess. Nice to see you.
yeah, yeah. We had a, one of our famous guests is back. It's nice to see her. Yes. So there's nothing new, obviously, at the meetings. You haven't missed any. Just slip right in. So, but, oh, all right. Oh, that's good. That's cool. No, you didn't miss anything. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> so this is the point. So the point isn't really anything about the reality that we are. It's about the assumption that we take ourselves to be. It's just that simple. We're not trying to negate something that's so. We're just trying to see something that appears to be so as not. Yeah. You don't try it. it that's just how it's revealed. When you stop putting your hand in the glove, you see the glove. Yeah. Then the hand can go in, but the hand doesn't get fooled by these, the glove being on it. Yeah. Right now, when the glove is on it, the hand seems to forget. Then you hear non-duality. The hand goes back in the glove, but you don't forget the hand. Yeah. It's beautiful. Though so the head says it's the glove, the glove, the glove, the glove, the glove. There's a very, very strong begging the, di the difference, which is hand. Yeah. You don't know that you're a hand, you are a hand. That has a much more powerful effect because understandings will fail us. Yeah. But that sense of being doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. And understandings are good to fail because. The head wants to rely on any possible crutch it can. It wants to rely on intellect or I did something, therefore I gotta keep doing it. It's constantly trying to further its relevance. When you take that rug from underneath it, you see the emperor with no clothes. It doesn't matter what outfit it puts on. You still see it with no clothes. Yes. Now you have a basis of traveling lighter through this event instead of traveling heavy. Not bad, eh? yeah. And what are you going to get absorbed into? That which you never left. So, yeah. What the hell? I truly believe there's not going to be anyone there to remember this place. Yeah, just like when I passed away at times and they brought me back, I had no. It was just like jumping into, like parachuting into a movie. The action figure was like, and then it was like that space had no idea this movie goes on. I don't believe, I really don't. Like, basically, like they say in the Course of Miracles, uh, the God of the mind of God just entertained uh, for a split second this and then completely forgot it. And now it's on like a time loop, like an old rate record you didn't take the, off the phonograph, it's just going around and around around and around and around yeah so <laughs> so if you want to know what you are see what you're not yeah because by seeing what you're not you'll lose an interest in knowing what you are because you are that yeah you'll lose an interest in all the all the uh arrivals because you've never departed yeah that's the beautiful thing. Do you want to like try to get a refund on the ticket or, or never buy one? Yeah. <laughs> you just never buy the ticket. You don't go on 
You know, you don't leave thinking you're going to arrive somewhere. Yeah, because every time you come, it's on having never left. How many on how many on having never left do you have to get whacked by? <laughs> you know, sooner or later, you know, the whole masquerade of arriving, getting ready, and like that, you'll 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 know the punchline before you get there on having never left. Isn't that the place to start from? Instead of starting from the point that you actually want to depart from, you start from the point on having never left. You're probably going to lose a lot of frequent fire miles. But hey, what the hell? Yeah. Won't be able to go to Toledo. <laughs> I haven't been anywhere. <laughs> Well, here you go. It's a simple message, isn't it? See what it does. After a while, you'll lose interest in that too. You'll just be living. Yeah. But not be living and not, uh, but while you're dancing on the stage, you'll, you'll, you'll have that sense of a huge rumbling underneath. You know? you know what I mean? A huge sense of intimate emptiness, so to speak, something, something will be there that you can never produce. Yeah, it's not an acquired taste. It's already inherently available. You just lose interest in all this activity and then it just starts blooming, you know? Yeah. So it doesn't take long to enter peace, like a second, half a second. Even before you take your next breath, you just, uh, yeah. Going into a trance. <laughs> so, I, did I? Oh, my head is. I'm not even in the screen. Yeah, Sorry. we're only getting half your face. <laughs> uh, was, all right. Well, why don't we open up? Anyone have a question here? No. No, no one has any questions here. That's good. All right, anyone over there? Um, oh, Mark W. Hand up. Wayne has his hand up. Yes. No, and, Mark W. Oh, Mark W. All right, Mark W. You want me to go first? Yes. Okay. Hey, Paul. Hey, everybody. So, I, I don't have a question. I just wanted to share something. Um, yeah. So. Can you hear me, Kieran? Yeah, good. Yes. All right. Okay. So, you know, I've been interested in this stuff for about six years. And, you know, along the way, I've had talked about it with family, you know, just even though I know they weren't especially interested, it's just something so interesting to me that, you know, I just talked about what I was into. And they listened politely, my, my wife in particular. So, a few months ago, she was uh, diagnosed with brain tumors. And unfortunately, it's been worst case scenario every step of the way. This, this is an aggressive, incurable cancer, and uh, it's going to get her in, in a year or two, maybe even less. The, the last MRI was pretty shitty. So what I wanted to tell you about was right after her first craniotomy or brain surgery, we were in the hospital together 
And you know, this, this is a really sad time, heavy, heavy moment for us, for the family. And she said, um, she thanked me. She said, if, if I hadn't talked to her about all of this stuff, this non-duality stuff, three principles was the thing that I started out in, which for those of you who don't know, three principles is kind of like non-duality expressed as a psychological paradigm and anyway. And she said, if I hadn't talked to her about all of that stuff, she wouldn't have been dealing with the situation as well as she had. So I don't say that to brag about me, just to show that, that there's real value here, not, not just that it's fun to philosophize, you know. And she, in, during that same hospitalization, like shortly after she recovered from the surgery, she was alone in the ICU. And she said she had this moment, she had this experience where I wish I could have taken notes, but she said like everything fell away, like all the thinking, all the stories. And she had this feeling of absolute peace. And she said it was like everything and nothing all at the same time. So she told me about this and like in that moment, she became a, a spiritual teacher for me. I mean, it was really powerful. And in this, this big lesson that we've learned is that uh, happiness, peace of mind is not contingent on circumstances. So there's like this, like, the happiness or mental health or whatever you want to call it is kind of like the, the, the baseline, the default, it's always there. And, but, you know, there's pain that can come and go and that correlates with circumstances, but it's not a, a, a causal relationship. And uh, I mean, I'd read about that and, you know, I kind of agreed with it, but now to be, experiencing it is, is pretty powerful. So um, anyway, uh, there's, there's not many groups of people that I could share that with that would kind of understand this is one of them. So that's what I wanted to do. Oh, great. Well, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you. It would be funny if if there was a review over, over what we called our life at a certain point and uh, watch what this power would circle and what you would circle probably would be quite different. Yeah. And so some of the eternal moments were those flashings that seemed only to surface for a second here. Yet, if you follow the bot, you know, the whole body of that was the whole ocean. Yes. So like the course would say uh, somewhere that your successes are your greatest failures and your failures are your greatest successes. It can be that extremely turned on its head. Yeah. Because every second of the day, what's going in and out is being formed or
managed into something else only because there's seemingly a someone it's like the mitt that we play makes gives all the meaning to the balls that are caught yeah the balls don't tell the mitt anything the mitt catches the ball and sees it from the mitt yes every all the time that's not gonna fucking change you can see it instead of being looking from it because that aperture, you're not gonna pry super open. It just will revert to that small aperture. Yeah, self-centeredness, just the way it goes. It's not open to, for it to go like this, there's a lot of force and effort. It's habit is the myopic, yeah? But it's sort of like that small camera and then that big camera that looks through the small camera. And by looking through the small camera, it forgets that it's the big camera. So now it's seeing as a big camera, but looking through the small camera. It has lost the sense of seeing as the big camera and all it has is the sense of looking through the small camera. Yeah. So it's everything all the judgments, all of its conclusions come from the small camera definition. Every one of them, even the loftiest ideas are framed in the small camera understanding. Yes, this is what you gotta know. You gotta know the failure of what you're looking through. It's not the failure of what's seeing, it's the failure of what you're looking through. Yeah, this camera is defined it's not like the highest, most expensive one. It's like those little cardboard ones you'd buy in Burma and you'd take, it only have like one roll of film, you bring it to the pharmacy and they, they, they make it and you throw the camera away. But what happens with that large camera looking through it in that sense of identifying with the small camera, it can only see everything at, from the small camera. So it starts spend saves money up and buys a $3,000 Nikon lens and it attaches it to the plastic lens of the small camera. It doesn't change the fucking plastic lens. It doesn't correct the problem. The problem is the act of being identified as something that's small and programmed to think it's big. Yep. When you recognize that, there's not a fight. It's not a, you don't go to war. It's not vanquishing the enemy. It's just recognizing nothing gets ripped when you pull away from the small camera. You've never been the small camera. You were looking through it. You never became it. And there's no, you don't have to unbecome. Yeah, it's not gonna be painful when you pull back. You're just gonna, the possibility is gonna dawn, hey, I'm not that, and then you're gonna step back, and then you're gonna see what you used to look from. Not as the small camera, but as the large camera, and it's not a new vision. Once you start seeing as a large camera, it's always been seeing as the large camera. I was just looking as if it was through a small camera, but the seeing is of the large camera, yes? To start as the small camera and try to turn yourself into or arrive at or transform or transcend is just giving meaning. Just like Ramana said, that spiritual practices of the small camera 
is not going to destroy it, it's reinforcing it. When the small camera is saying, I'm the doer and the this and that, that thing that you have a belief is, oh, I'm gonna, I'm digging myself out, is the digging yourself in. It's completely opposite than you thought, yeah? And try to bang it, all right, you're a big camera, you're banging that into the small camera, doesn't fucking work. You just hear the invitation. Hey, you may not be the small camera. It's not like, hate it, you know, just you may not be the small camera. Okay, you start hearing things not from the small camera. You have an understanding of non-duality, which is not of the small camera. It's an understanding about the small camera. It's not an understanding of the small camera. So now you start looking at the small camera from this understanding and what comes, what becomes obvious isn't you right away, it's a small camera and I'm not that. And then there's now you find out what you are, which is the only possibility. You can't know it, you can't arrive there, you can't get it, but you can find out about it because you're being, yeah? In other words, in this place, there's being, and sometimes it's stretched in time, you can find out about being what you are. You can, yeah? How does that work and stabilize? It's by knowing what you're not. Because from what you're not, the only possibility is to become what you already are. Or a whole story that you once were it and you blew it somehow, yeah? Always every understanding still formed as the small camera. Every understanding you have about the big camera from the small camera. This is a different move. You just hear the possibilities, non-duality, the understanding offered in non-duality, and just see what happens. So when you hear the seeker is the sort, you see, you see it tells you you had a different paradigm, which was the seeker and the sorts. There was a lot of things I was seeking as the seeker. The seeker was established, the, the sorts were, could be different, yeah? But it was a definite formation, seeker and sought, not singular, multiple, yeah? Non-duality message, seeker is the sort. What? Just compresses it completely. Takes the multiplicity out of it and time out of it, like that. Seeker is the sort, not seeker is all that's been sought. No, the seeker is the sort, like that. Bamo, what? Yeah. Or, all right, whatever can be perceived, can be perceived. So you can apply it with whatever can be known, can't be known, yeah? Whatever can be felt, can't be feeling, yeah? Simple, it's a negation, yes, isn't it? So the possibility of right, perceiving, yes, that's happening. This is what negation is. There's the assumption. The assumption rides on perceiving. That's not, the, that's not what's being negated. And the perceiving is not being negated. It's the using perceiving to imply there's a perceiver is being negated. So whatever can be perceived, which is the perceiver, is not what's perceiving. Perfect negation. Perfect. It cannot, you could have the biggest monopoly board. It won't even take a second to get rid of all the Eiffel Towers and the boots. It's just pure, beautiful. Whatever can be perceived cannot be perceived. So it's not only a negation right now, it's a negation of a now that's going to appear in the future. 
It's the same. It's it's a it's a principle. Perfect. Whatever can be perceived can't be perceiving. Whatever can be known can't be what's known. Yeah, you've you've right. You finally hit the wall of the self-serving system, and there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Stop. But what failed? What? Oh, another car, another vehicle, a crane or a tow truck comes. No, I'm not getting in. I've been in too many of them. Self can't get out of self. <laughs> I'm not going to get it. I can't transcend an imaginary place. Yes, the great wisdom of no escape. I'm just going to sit here and think about a latte, basically. You know, simple. Something that I believe pretty i think i can get it i do i think i know where it is i think i have enough cash as someone will chris and i'll probably have an oat milk latte later it's pretty good <laughs> now i can't say uh any kind of journey to find what's looking is going to fail yes because you are what's looking. Isn't it? That's a simple message. Yeah. We don't want to give it you are what's looking. Hey, go for it. You've had plenty of times that you have looked for a what's looking. Yeah. How successful have you been? Probably not a year. <laughs> you're still thinking you're at the you're at the vacuum store. You're still thinking you're gonna have a rug, don't you? No, there is no rug. No, I think there's gonna no, there is no rug. <laughs> there's no need for the vacuum. <laughs> well, what happens if there's got well, there is no rug. <laughs> so yeah. Yes. Sometimes calamity has a value. It brings you to see shit that you wouldn't normally fall into, yeah? But when mortality rings and stuff and you recognize how fleeting everything is other than that, which is recognizing how fleeting everything is, yeah, it can have a huge impact, yes. Yeah. So thank you for sharing that, Mark. Yeah, thanks, Mark. And excuse me, I got to take care of something. I made you co-host, Paul, and uh, obviously I'll leave the room open. So Yeah, that was a big mistake. All right, I'm co-hosting. <laughs> In case you need to, I mean, you probably don't need it, but okay. Bye. Right, thank you. Bye. Yes. Uh, anyone else? I Someone else had a question. Wayne, you don't have it anymore? All right, Wayne. Can't hear you. Unmute yourself. <laughs> no, we can't hear you. Oh, yeah. Can no, you hear me yeah. now? You, yes. You got me? Yes. Hey, Paul. Yeah. You kill, you're killing the meat smalls. You're fucking killing the meat smalls without a doubt. I, I just wanted to say and verify Paul's uh, uh, flying story. I was on the stage that night in Florida. <laughs> Talk about a small world. Talk about a small world. Huh? Oh. Police. Policeman and thief. I was there with the, with the, with the perfect master for years, and then after that, mirror image. I went out and got as fucked up as I could for about ten years. 
Yeah. Ah. Policeman thief. Policeman thief. You know, yeah. be who you are, everybody. Be who the fuck you are. You know, the, the greatest advice I ever got in my life was from my father at a young age. He saw me going to church half the time and being who I was at the time. And he said, son, I got to tell you one thing. You're a fucking asshole. You'll always be a fucking asshole. Be the best fucking asshole you can be. <laughs> Without a doubt. And oh, this Dad. rings true. Yeah, I know. It's the greatest spiritual thing. I, it, I, it hit me. It fucking hit me. You can only be what you're made to be with this extended figure, you know? You, yeah. you, you got to play the cards you dealt. You got to play the fucking cards you dealt. Don't go into a spiritual epoxy glue shit, putting your head to the, you know, do it. That's all I want yes. to say, my man. Thank you. I got to meet you sometime. I want to meet you sometime. Well, yeah, that can be arranged for a certain price. <laughs> uh, <laughs> take my wife. It's course. Take your wife. <laughs> <laughs> I better not say anything. Ask some very important people in here. All right. Nice to see you, Wayne. Right. Thank you. God bless you. Keep coming me, back. Yes. I got it. You got it. We need you. We need you. Yes. <laughs> Anyone else? Any uh show me your virtual hands. We have Lynn, I think. Yes. Hello, Paul. Hey Lynn. Never never been to your meetings. Uh I hadn't heard of you until I was on a different meeting earlier and someone said oh i'm going to paul hederman's meeting and wow. thank you for thank you for allowing me um my question is i'm i uh i wasn't on your stage but i had my own fake guru for a long time and watched um someone who was basically a con artist and lucked into something and learned how to use it still full of ego but still had some something at yeah. any rate at any rate i saw through it i i saw that uh i whatever reason even though there was no internet to investigate anything I had no knowledge. I had read some books. At any rate, I saw through it and um, it was a cult. It was not easy to extricate myself, but I did. Uh, also didn't have much family support. Um, sort of the, uh, the one that was not allowed to be part of the family. So it was a difficult time for the next 30, 40 years. <laughs> But I allowed myself after shutting down because of the fear that that created to open back up finally after lots of therapy um, necessary. Didn't have any other person in my court. Uh, what I'm trying to get to is that I was deeply depressed since I was a toddler and but I also had glimpses yeah. and I realized the glimpses were more real than the yeah, insanity I was living in. Yeah. And everything I saw, mm -hmm. I thought I had been dropped off on the wrong planet <laughs> when I was really young. At any rate, um, uh, 
what happened, what you're describing happened. I was sitting in meditation, just sitting and uh, gone, just taken out. Mercifully saw, I was just the space and every, I saw, it was like images of my life as a stream, like a timeline. And I was, I was relieved from all suffering that I had been experiencing and saw that it wasn't even real and that I had not been real the way, the way that I thought I was and that I was not even who I thought I was and that that person was not even the, me. And I guess my question is it that faded never completely. I know I can't. I didn't make it. Ha I didn't make that uh, shift consciously. It was, I was pulled. It was not even me. I, I was. I was being done. I didn't do anything. And and for for weeks, for weeks after that, I was be still being done. And I think it was a gift because. Um, I don't know what else to think. It, I think it's my true reality. I've always had a deep devotion in my heart and a, a deep longing for truth. So I guess I want to know what you know. <laughs> I, what do you, I know I can't do thing that I just wanted to express this um yeah. yeah so now other stuff gets expressed but the same fact is the same fact yes there's awakeness when you're here in the dreaming you can seem to be awake to that greater or lesser degrees or you can seem to be asleep to that greater smaller degrees but it doesn't change the fact yes so yeah yeah you had a free sample Basically, you can you can see the whole pie, from, yeah. Even though you're not seemingly eating the pie right now, it's there. <laughs> yeah. So, what's yeah. your experience with with over time? I don't know what I don't know your history. I don't know. After you woke, how long? Because there's nothing to do but just pay yeah. attention. Yeah, I don't see, I don't, I'm not a, I don't like the, the story that I awoke. Let's say wakeness uh, took on yes. a lot of degree and therefore uh, that which is an expression and an observational point was expressing different things and observing different things, yes? Then yes. that, that, uh, that intervention to me implied that there was an underlying dog shit awareness that to me is a lot more uh, attractive because of its emptiness. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't 
It doesn't have to come with fireworks or lightning or thunder or think or or a belief that when it, it left because there's no fireworks, there's no lightning, there's no this. No, there's just the fact of always being on and that's that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'm not attracted. Away. I'm not attracted by fireworks. I'm not attracted. Yeah. But well, I understand what from what you just said. Thank you so much. But it's it's because I'm still identifying myself as asleep that I. Well, you're not. The head is identifying as asleep, and it's implying you. Be clear. It's important yeah. to be clear because then if you say it's you identifying something, it's the selfing has worked in a way. You're As right, you're right. Wherever in that sentence it puts to you that's going to be emphasized, that's the selfing. So basically you see the head is, is in the act of being identified. To me, that's a clear observation. When it's translated to I'm identifying as the head, to me, that's not a clear observation. Thank I don't you. believe there's an individual you that's identifying with an individual you idea. <laughs> I think yes. the, the you, and, you idea implies there's a you. It's, and that idea got blown to hell and now... Uh, yeah, see the, I, see the idea the you, <coughs> you idea is completely opposite. There's a you idea that implies a you. And then when it implies a you, it says you have an, a you idea. <laughs> There's never been a you that had a you idea. It was an idea of you. And uh, there you go. Yes? You're right. Just yeah, yeah. yeah. So you have the engine before the, the, the uh, you know, the, the car before the horse. Yeah, because the train car is not moving. It doesn't have any oomph. Yeah. It's when the engine is put in. So the, the idea of being a you is suggested. And then now you think you had that idea. <laughs> so it double whams you. <laughs> yes. Thank you. So you see this. You see this. And obviously, if you're seeing it, you're not seeing it from it. So right. you don't have to know where you're seeing it from. You know where you're not seeing it from. And then that seeing it from starts saturating your life. And you don't have, it doesn't inspire a great wanting to know it because you're on a different level. You're being something. Yeah, yeah all, all of the, along with the suffering went the great desire, my, the drama of the great desire for, merging with God I yes, yes. what of I course, thought that the great <laughs> desire yes and I See? and and also what went with that was all the experiences all the Kundalini experiences all of the Samadhi whatever I thought it was about <laughs> it all went away well yeah great so then they were successful yeah just like a friend of mine that comes here he didn't know if he wanted to do Vipassana retreat or not, so he went on there, he went to the retreat and he realized he didn't want to do a Vipassana retreat. That's mm -hmm. how he realized it, great. So you realize it's not about Kundalini by being a, uh, an observer of a Kundalini experience, great, yeah. 
And then maybe you can help save people time. I, I had it with somebody in my life. I was involved with a Course of Miracle group, got involved with this lady. And at this, and it was a cult, really. And at this Absolutely. group, this lady was like the, she was the fucking light queen. She was like just fucking going off. Kundalini, super bright, fucking waves of lightness coming off her. And she, that was happening for like five years and she told me it didn't mean a damn fucking thing. That saved me a lot of Because <laughs> I was still hooked on demonstration, man. I did. I figured the only thing I felt that was very, that was truthful about any spirituality was demonstration. Kundalini, not, I don't mean levitating, mean mean experience, but I have to say, I didn't create those Kundalini experiences. They just happened and they gave, it was an overriding experience. So it was an experience that it's sort of like a, a a giant Mm -hmm. rodeo bull. The bull throws the rider off. So it was yeah, an it was experience, the experiencer off, like to me. Kundalini, Kundalini was an experience that threw the experiencer off. It couldn't, you couldn't hold the experience. It was too yes. fucking much. It's too yes. intense. It's too buzz. So, but, and and but I couldn't, but the, I couldn't that's stop the final the bull I want to ride. Is the, <laughs> the bodacious spiritual bull. <laughs> threw me off in two seconds. <laughs> yeah. So what happens? Yeah. Where you landed is where you've never left. Yeah. Yeah. Dog shit awareness. Gaily forward. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. If you're always awake, you you don't have an experience of awakeness. All your experiences are in the field of awakeness. The only reason why there's an experience is there's awakeness, yeah? So it becomes more like a contextual, which is so far from experience. It's, it's completely different. It has nothing, it doesn't have that feeling. It's like, like what water would do. If you were a fish, are you really having an experience of water? Or is that your fucking environment? Yeah. yeah. So this is sort of like in a spiritual experience and or your environment. Yeah. Now, some people would rather have the experience. They want to get high, obviously. Yeah. Fucking who doesn't want to be blissed out and shit and have to have attendees walking you around just blissed out. You know what I mean? Paying your bills and shit like that. Fucking great. Yeah. Me, I don't, I don't want that. <laughs> That's who doesn't want it. <laughs> just wired to the gills. But now, but, but some, some things, there's a whole lot to be said about uh, normalcy in a sense. And what's more normal than awakeness? <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's contextual. I mean, what's observing anything? It's not a you. It's not a uh, non-existent thing. It's not a body. It's yeah. So yeah. Thank you very much. Thank yeah. you so much. Oh uh, yeah. No problem. <laughs> I want to see that. I like that. I'm picturing that bull ride. <laughs> 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 thrown off less than eight seconds. 
<laughs> I see it all. <laughs> Having light infusions. Throw you right off. No experience can ride that. No experience can ride that. None. If you're an experiencer, you're getting thrown off like that. You're going to get trampled. All the clowns will have to try to save you. <laughs> <laughs> That's the beauty of non-duality. It prepares you for our already fact. It weakens the idea of an experiencer. It weakens the idea that it has anything to do with you so that you don't have to, you know, what starts the ride is grabbing the thing. You know, you don't grab the fucking thing. You know, you've already been thrown off. So you don't have to get on the bull anymore. <laughs> so non-duality is awesome. The understanding can put to rest so many misunderstandings. And the biggest one is that you are the one who understands or you the one who misunderstands. There isn't one. So yeah, thank you. Thanks for coming. I keep falling out of the picture. Hold on. Yeah, I gotta be on the Zoom. All right, anyone else? Or we're gonna take off. What time is it now? Two or two. Hey, my latte is getting cold, so let's go. No, anyone else? I'm the host. Oh, Tommy. <laughs> well, based on all these conversations, I wanted to ask about the rug of devotion. There's so many people. The rug of devotion. Well, like you said, yeah. you pull the rug out, but with devo devotion, I just wanted to just hear what you have to say. Many people I've been around feel if they're devoted to someone or living master, whatever, yeah. whatever name they want to use, even without having self-understanding, just the devotion yeah. will bring about. I can't, I can't speak on that because I didn't have that tendency. I'm not a, a devotee uh, type action figure. Just didn't have it. I mean, I felt a lot of gratitude and stuff, but I didn't, I didn't enter the realm of adoring something. You could have you know, devotion until without. I met Amelia. Until I met <laughs> Amelia. That was fast. But it, as the topic, so I don't know. And you know, Ramana says, you know, there's many roads to nowhere. I mean, it's, you're already there. So if you have a tendency and that tendency would trigger something easier than like a lot of practice or trying to figure shit out or who am I, far out. But I, I can't speak of it because I don't have, I, I never had, I never treaded that path of devotion. No. I My was path devo was through devotion. You. What? My path was devotional. I was a, a kirtan bhajan singer. Oh, my, right. path, my path was through the heart first. And, yeah. and uh, I don't know why. I just, <laughs> I'm an artist, I guess, musician. I feel I have a creative flow that, you know, I was in touch with that creative flow. And my heart opened and I was a singer and I fell in love with um, 
Indian bhajan music and oh, great. Uh, because I didn't have an attraction. <laughs> I didn't have an attraction to Christianity or hymns, although I have attended sacred harp singings, which is very well, uh, traditional. Well, we have, excuse me a second. We have to get going soon, but yeah. So I think every path can fail you or can succeed. Uh, but concerning what you are, I think devotion could be a nice form of expressing that, but I don't think it's a way of achieving it because you already it's a way. It's a way of stopping mind. You, you go into a, a very <laughs> deep, deep loving space and there's no, there aren't thoughts. It's just love and peace. Yeah, yeah but see, so I found It out, does make it, it is more- I found a lot of people with that, you know, whatever space you're brought into, when there's a recognition of it, there's usually a claiming of that space. So now there's an identification as a devotee, which is a bondage of self. So the True. point message here isn't about replacing other tendencies of expression. It's a warning really about what happens with whatever you're involved with. So if it's devotion, is there going to be a, the one who's devoted to and the one who's the devoted? There's that to me is a sense of duality it needs to be mm. seen. My yes. devotion was to the formless, and yeah. so it's it becomes with, a little bit different. Same thing. You with, made the uh, formless a thing. The same I, thing. I agree. I agree, and it went away when I when I had I that. Lost. Other I lost. I don't know. I don't. I'm not. I don't know how to turn this thing off. But hey, the, the horses are oh, out no. of the barn. <laughs> <laughs> out of the barn now. So, <laughs> we need bites. Hey, we got a. We can everyone all talk at once then. <laughs> need someone else, yeah. All right, no, then let's say goodbye. I want to thank everyone for arousing us. Just remember, in a sense, forms of expression are awesome. But whatever form of expression is there, there'll be a mental claiming of it. Just to be a, it's wise to know because if you if you don't know that warning, you may be looking from that which was being warned of. Yes, and so therefore the devotion is being used to reinforce the devotee. Yes, and there isn't one. So this is the dilemma. So. Before you get lost in that which you're devoted to, you may be spending a lot of time as a devotee. The identification, so yes. So this is what satsang is. We don't have a preference in what form you want to express or anything. We just want to put out a warning or two because I've seen it. I saw what happened when I was shown the reflection of the old lion and I saw I was a lion. By the time I walked away from the water pond, I didn't live with the old lion. It took off. That seat programming kicked in, and it was now holding that event as an experience the sheep had. Until I had an understanding of it, it was probably apt to happen again and again. Yeah. And so to me, when I came into this seat assignment, I lost interest in all the 
describing what we are and ways of doing everything. The whole point was to see this because I don't believe, I do not believe if you, if you don't see this, you're gonna look for it. It's just gonna plant you in an identification and it's just gonna riff and reinforce that, yeah? And it's gonna override peak experiences. It's gonna override devotion. It's gonna override emptiness. It's gonna override self-inquiry. It's gonna override it, yeah? Because it's gonna gather itself up after the knockout punch, yeah? And it's gonna claim, and it's gonna present a case that you're the one that is devoted and you're gonna be free, whatever, yeah? It's always gonna signify a specialness. It's not, it's mechanical. It's not based on you. See, your deep devotion doesn't get underneath that. It's, it's an accompaniment. As long as the action figure continues, the mechanical aspect of the head goes on. And the mechanical aspect of the head is devotion, claims devotion, makes a devotee. That's what it does. Yeah, and then it riffs on that. Knowledge, you get knowledge or meditator claims you're the meditator. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like so before, when, you're, when your ass is moving to the seat to, go, to start that retreat, the retreat has already been claimed to reinforce the meditator. So now the re you're running like behind the lines because you're gonna try to get out of the meditator through meditating when there is no meditator. Yeah, the head will just have you as something and then you'll be trying to be on something. It's the bondage. It's how it uses spiritual practices to bond you to the idea of self. That's what it does. Right. Yeah. So all the while you're feeling great because you're feeling like you're doing the right thing and this and that, but it's, but it's all uh, bullshit. You're wearing the, you know, it's <laughs> whatever. It's just, uh, <laughs> And you know, a warning is great because if you throw it away, you're probably gonna get to it later because what it's warning is going to happen. Yeah, and you're gonna realize it because you're gonna see it finally. You're gonna see exactly what that statement means, which is you cannot use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. You can't use mind to seek mind. You can't use light to seek light. You'll get it, you'll, you'll get it from, you'll have a massive amount of experience and it will be read in a new light and you'll see something, voila. And so by all the failures, there's been success because you're left with your own devices and finally you see they're not yours. This is not your intellect. It's not your understanding. It's not even your experience. None of it is. This is just happening. There's no tag on it. There's no made in China, nothing. It's just random fucking mugs being made like that and shirts and shit. And then the head rush is trying to put tags on it, brands. Yes, yes, yes. New experience, no experience, new experience. It's just running around stamping like a fucking, a cow herd went wild and you're running with the brand. My cow, my cow, my cow, my head, my understanding. It's fucking insane. Made in Italy. <laughs> That's right. It's fucking exhausting. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Have you really, if you had an experience like an hour ago and you could actually 
put it into a form, it would disappear in a few minutes. This nature is of cloud. It just disappears. You can't fucking galvanize it. Pictures don't do it justice. Nothing does. It comes and goes. We're here. Where are we, Alice? Go ahead. Hey, I gotta, we got to get going. Anyone else have a question? I can't turn in anyone off or not. <laughs> so, all right, let's say goodbye. You got, you got a long distance call. <laughs> we got people, I can hear it, you know, scratching. All right, Apolog so let's say. Apologies, uh, apologies for talking over you. Oh, no problem, honey. No, no need for apologies. There's no you to talk over me and there's no me to be talked over. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's go full fucking free form. <laughs> Have a little spiritual wrestling. Yes. Devotee. No, I'm not devotee. No, 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 no. <laughs> All right. So, hey, let's say, uh, Williams, nice to see you. Nice to put up with all these shenanigans today. We got a, uh, what is this? I can't, is this Alice? B? I can't see it. Alika, I don't know, I can't read the name. But I see you. We got Paul H is here again. Paul H, man. I gotta get some hair dye. I didn't know it had gone that far. So I need some transplant. All right, we got Charlie of the Family Fisher. I like that. Charlie of the Family Fisher. Very good. Yeah. Tim R. Nice to see you, Tim. Thanks, Paul. You're welcome, brother. Cody, I'm happy to have met you. If I never see you again, God bless. <laughs> <laughs> You think you ran him off? Wayne, Wayne, thank you for today. Very nice. You're the man. Yeah. Pleasure, pleasure. Uh, Stuart, nice to see you, Stuart. Uh, Mickey. Is that it, Mickey? Uh, from LA? I don't know. I don't know who it is. I can't read the little letters. Kenneth, I know that, from Vancouver. Nice to see you. We got Howie. I got her name down. Roman, Tariq, down. Uh, he's in Dover again. We got Ben. Holy cow! Ben has another person there. Wow. Hard nice to play, to huh? <laughs> <laughs> the poet laureate of Zen Bitchla. We got Judy. Judy or Jody? I think it's Jody, yes? Nice to see you, Jody. Matthew? Nice to see you, Matthew. I hope you're feeling better, bro. Hey, yeah. Paul. You're home or at the hospital? I'm in the hospital, but feeling better. Oh, great. We're all selling, sending you a lot of juice, yeah? Thanks, dude. Yeah. Love you, Paul. Take care. Hey, Leah. Oh, Leah made a guest appearance. I should have... I uh, recognized her earlier. Nice to see you, Leah. We got Lynn. Thank you, Lynn, for the sharing today. Uh, let's see. Let me see who else is here. We got, oh, there she is, Angie, the smiling lady. Nice to see you. We got Kathleen. Kathleen's going to be in Italy. Yes. Yes. Uh, great. Fantastic. 
We got John C. Nice to meet you, John. An yeah. old Irish guy, Paul. Oh. And I, I lived in Baldwin back in the 80s. And that's Baldwin. a farm from Rockville Center, yeah. Wow. That's, that was when I was... Uh, we wow. won't go there. No, let's not go there. <laughs> let's just take the Long Island Railroad all yeah, the way to Babylon. Don't get off. I was transported out of there. I don't know how. <laughs> Did you end back and in still, Ireland? And I'm still above ground in West Cork in Ireland. Oh, great, great. And my family is from, uh, I think, County Cork. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Nice to meet talk, you. Talk again, man. Yeah, very good. Oh, Elvan, as always. Nice to see you, honey. Nice pleasure. We got Kelly. Always good. Suzanne, I think. Suzanne's phone. Mark, Mark N. Nice to see you, Mark. Jim. Oh, there's Jim. Nice to see you, Jim. Jim always threatens to come and see me, and it always fails. It's okay. Samuel. J, Mark W, non-duality, what is this? Non-duality slut, wow. Appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not gonna hey, be Paul. that satisfying. Uh, <laughs> hey Paul, Chris, thanks for everything. Uh, you're welcome though. Yeah, we got uh, Christine, we got Bruce, we got Susan Kay, the latte lady. We got Holly, we got Jen, oh, Jimmy. We've got uh, Grace Rains down equally on Monday as it does Friday. <laughs> it dries up for the weekend. All right, well, let me see. I think that's it. If I missed you, I'll see you soon. And, uh, we really appreciate it. And we're gonna be in Mexico in, in October. We will send, uh, we'll post it up pretty soon. I think October somewhere, in the middle of October. And we're in Italy in September, so. All right, see you, bye-bye. Right. When, you're, when um, you're in Italy, are you still gonna be online? Uh, we're gonna figure that out. That will be in the, uh, it'll be in the event page, but I think some of the time we'll be online and we'll probably Zoom the talks every day. Yeah, but we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. It'll be on the, I'm not going to say anything. Just, it'll be on the website. Oh, we got a GoPro. Yeah. I'm going to, the whole trip, I'm going to wear a GoPro. <laughs> you can follow every step of the way. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks everyone. Thank you. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Paul.